This is Digital Story Podcast number 931, January 23rd, 2024. Today's theme is five upcoming photography conferences to consider. I'm Derek Story. In a recent edition of my Nimble Photographer newsletter, I wrote about the dearth of photo announcements at CES 2024. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other events that will cater to our desire to learn more and see the latest in imaging equipment. This week, I'll share with you five upcoming events that will stimulate your mind and tempt your pocketbook. I hope you enjoy the show. I know sometimes it feels like that all the cool photo shows have gone away, but they haven't. (laughs) It's true there aren't as many as there was uh, back in the day, so to speak. But there are still some very notable events going on throughout the year. Now, I'm going to focus on the first part of 2024, and there are some biggies happening in the imaging world. We had CES just happen in Las Vegas, but that's no longer really a photography show. As I wrote about in the Nimble Photographer newsletter last week, I went back, I did a little research, and I went back and looked at my participation in the 2012 CES show, where I went to cover it as press. And there were over 50 announcements, camera and lens announcements that year. So this year, 2024, there was one major announcement, and that was a lens by Panasonic. So things have changed quite a bit in the world of CES. Don't really consider it for photographers anymore. However, it is great for consumer technology, which it's always been its emphasis anyway. However, these shows I'm going to talk about right now, these five shows, they are focused on photographers. And they have speakers and they have trade show floors all for imaging, which is fantastic. So let's take a look at the five upcoming shows that I think you might want to consider if you want to get away, want to do a little networking, want to learn some new stuff, and just sort of break up your routine for a few days. Okay, we'll start with Imaging USA, and that's on January 28th through the 30th. So it's right around the corner. And this year it's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky. Here's what they have to say about their event. Imaging USA features classes, networking opportunities, and a huge trade show to help you feel inspired and ready to grow your photography business. This year we're bringing all the education and excitement to Derby City. And to make your experience even more rewarding, pre-con classes are available in the days leading up to the conference. Now, they're not kidding about having a big trade show compared to all of the ones that I'm going to talk about today. It is definitely one of the larger ones. They have more than 130 exhibitors on the trade show floor. Some of the top brands on the floor will include Canon, Nikon, Sony, Capture One, Fujifilm North America, Godox, Platypod, Sigma, Small Rig, Tamron, and Zeiss. So those are some of the headliners in my opinion. And then obviously there are more than a hundred 
additional vendors that will be at the trade show floor. So that's going to be fun just hanging out on the floor, talking with vendors and looking at some of the stuff they have to offer. But Imaging USA always does a good job with its speakers as well, it has excellent classes. This year they have more than 90 speakers. So a good conference program combined with a robust trade show floor. It's right around the corner and it looks like one of the big trade shows for photographers in 2024. Now the three-day all-access pass, and that's for trade show and classes and everything, is $459. However, there are ways that you can reduce that amount. So that is sort of the off-the-shelf price, but when you go to their site, you'll see ways that you can lower that $459 conference fee. And the expo-only pass is free. So if you just want to go and see the trade show, if you happen to be in the Louisville area uh, during the time of the conference, you can go over and check out the trade show, and that won't cost you anything. So that's Imaging USA. It's an excellent show. It's been an excellent show for a long time, and I'm happy to see that they have such a good plan for 2024. Our next show, which will be February 22 through 25, is in Japan, and that's the Camera and Imaging Photo Show, fondly known as CP+. And that's going to be in Pacifico, Yokohama, Japan, February 22 through 25. The theme of this show is Nothing Stays the Same. And I think that's great for a tech show. I mean, really, uh, talk about spot on, right? And I think that CP Plus, to me, I've never had a chance to go. I've always wanted to go. But when I look at it online and when I read the reports about it and all of that stuff, it always feels like to me that it has a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy to this show. Here's what they have to say about it. CP Plus is an event where camera fans from all over the world gather to see, touch, and share the joy of photography and video with their friends. For four days from February 22nd to February 25th, an on-site event held at the Pacifico Yokohama and online event distributed online will be held simultaneously. Anyone can enjoy it, from camera and photography enthusiasts to those who regularly take and edit photos and videos with their smartphones. You know, when you look at the pictures of the site, by the way, it is in Japanese, but you can have it translated to English, and they have a little English button down at the bottom of the page. But when you look at the pictures, feels like young people compared to some of the other trade shows that seem to have an older demographic. Uh, a lot of, I'm thinking, uh, smartphone technology, a lot of that kind of thing, in addition to uh, what's going on with interchangeable lens cameras. Uh, they have a robust trade show floor, 90 plus exhibitors, and the top brand on their expo floor will be Canon, Nikon, Sony, Epson, Fujifilm, Godox, Lexar, Lumix, OM System, Sigma, Synology, and Tamron. So those are some of the headliners at CP+. They also have a robust conference program. They also do the thing where they have uh, stages on the expo floor where speakers are speaking there. They have 60-plus speakers uh, speaking at the show. So this is, I consider, 
a very dynamic imaging show that covers a very broad demographic. Pretty exciting stuff. I would love to go someday. Admission is free, but you must pre-register to go on site. And then, of course, you can also participate online. And that you don't even have to pre-register. Just go over to the site and know when to log on. And uh, you can check it out as it happens. That's CP Plus, February 22nd through 25. Now rolling into March, March 3 through 7 in Las Vegas, Nevada, WPPI. And WPPI is a show that I have been to many times. Uh, let's see what they have to say about their event. For five days each year, portrait and wedding photographers and videographers come together in Las Vegas to be inspired. Be part of this remarkable community. Evolve your aesthetic. Gain invaluable strategies to grow your business. Connect with friends. Be dazzled by stories from industry icons and create lasting memories. And WPPI is fun, especially for people who enjoy portraiture, who work weddings and events. The whole thing definitely is geared for that type of photography. And it's fun. It's fun because the trade show floor takes on a little different flavor. There's a bit more lighting and uh, more things like that going on. What I mean by lighting, I mean lighting vendors. These speakers tend to be working professionals in the event wedding field. There tends to be a lot of good stuff on the trade show floor, uh, live portrait sessions uh, showing off various bits of gear. It has a nice energy. It feels good. It's in Las Vegas, so then that's an interesting place to be additionally. Now, this year they have 80-plus exhibitors, and the top brands on the expo floor include Capture One, Platypod, Godox, Sigma, Skylum, Small Rig, Tamron, and Tenba. Those are the top brands on the expo floor. And they have a whopping 130-plus speakers. I mean, this is a conference-driven show. It's also a show where you can go and sign up ahead of time uh, for portfolio review. Uh, their after-hours events tend to be very good at WPPI. It's fun to be in Las Vegas. It's a feel-good show, and uh, I just like it a lot. Uh, I always enjoyed going to WPPI, and I have a feeling that this year is, would be no exception if I were able to make it. Now, a four-day all-access pass is $199, and the Expo-only pass is $49. But if you're thinking of going, shop around a bit online, do a little research, because a lot of times you can get the Expo Only Pass for free if you do a little checking around. And sometimes you can get a nice discount on the four-day all-access pass as well. So that's WPPI coming up in March in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now we're going to hop across the Atlantic for the photography and video show, March 16 through 19 in Birmingham, UK. This is another show that I have wanted to go to forever. It just feels so robust. It has such a nice vibe. I've never been able to get over for it. And then doing the research for this podcast and hanging out on their website just made me want to go even more. So it did not help my cause that way at all. 
Let's hear what they have to say about their show. From long exposure and layering to business skills and incorporating AI into your workflow, your entry ticket will give you access to more than 350 seminars and live demos with six stages and theaters to choose from, led by experts and legends of photography, filmmaking, and content creation. Be prepared to learn new techniques and approaches and be inspired to change your perspective on how you create. Now they have a whopper of an expo floor with over 200 exhibitors. Top brands on the expo floor include Canon, Nikon, Sony, Capture One, Epson, Fujifilm, Gitzo, Godox, Ilford, Lumix, Manfrotto, OM System, Synology, Skylum, and Tenba. So those are only the highlights, right? We're not even talking about the other, you know, 180 exhibitors that will be there. Uh, many of them I'm sure you will find interesting. They have more than 100 speakers at the show. And as you heard in the intro with lots going on all the time, it's a very affordable show too, 48 pounds uh, for a four day pass. That seems very reasonable to me. And of course you can navigate all the details on their website. They have one day passes, two day passes, you know, on and on and on. My gosh, if you're in the area with this much going on, with this big of an expo floor, plus that many speakers, it seems like you'd want to spend all four days there. That's the photography and video show coming up in March, March 16th through 19th in Birmingham, UK. In the fifth event that I wanted to talk about in the podcast is Shutterfest, and that's April 2 through 4 in St. Louis, Missouri. Now, Shutterfest has a different vibe, and again, a very community vibe at this event. When I went to their website and was reading it and looking at the pictures and the testimonials, first of all, they run a ton of testimonials, which I think is so smart because you get attendee viewpoints about this event. And then they took great care in crafting the text on what this show's about. I'm going to read it to you. This is the longest of all of them, but I think it's very interesting and it's worth hearing. Okay, here we go. Shutterfest is an annual photography event that brings together thousands of professional photographers, photo enthusiasts, and industry experts from around the world. This event is unique in its approach to education and community building. Instead of focusing on traditional lecture style presentations, Shutterfest offers hands-on classes, interactive experiences, and networking opportunities that help attendees develop their skills, build relationships, and grow their businesses. One of the things that makes Shutterfest so unique is its focus on creativity and hands-on learning. Rather than providing a one-size-fits-all approach to photography, the conference encourages photographers to explore their own unique style and vision. The sessions are designed to help attendees break out of their comfort zones and try new techniques, styles, and approaches to their work. This emphasis on experimentation is what attracts many photographers to Shutterfest year after year. What else makes Shutterfest so unique? The conference is designed to be a welcoming and inclusive space 
where photographers of all skill levels and backgrounds can connect, share their work, and learn from one another. This sense of community is built through a variety of events, including group shoots, network sessions, and social events. When I read the testimonials on their site, and as I said earlier, there were a number of testimonials. <laughs> they, they do a really good job of getting their attendees to talk about the event. The testimonials really did support this copy right here that they wrote and they put on the website. A lot of times they were saying things like, you know, this is only my first time or only my second time to Shutterfest. And I already feel like I'm part of a big family, you know, and uh, I didn't have a lot of confidence in my photography abilities. But by the time I left the show, I was so much more confident in the work that I was doing. And, you know, just a lot of stuff like that. So my sense is that it has a really good vibe, a really supportive environment. And then uh, focusing on creativity and experimentation, it just sounds terrific. It really does. They have about 60 plus speakers uh, at the show. The expo floor, the trade show floor, is going to be one of the smaller ones. I think it's the smallest one of the five that I'm talking about today. But my sense is people aren't really going to see the vendors as much as they're going, you know, for the community, for the creativity, for the education. On the expo floor, though, uh, Canon will be there, Sigma, Westcott, Background Town, and Tamron. So it'll be a little smaller floor but I would say a very different vibe in terms of the sessions and the activities at this event. Now, registration is $240 for the classes and the trade show. So it's kind of right in the middle uh, in terms of cost. But based on what people are saying in the testimonials, I feel like if you need a show to sort of get the juices flowing a little bit, uh, Shutterfest feels like a really good opportunity. And being in St. Louis, Missouri, you know, it's accessible from, you know, both coasts and those in the Midwest as well. I believe they had a demographic chart on the site and it looked like California was the fourth or fifth, you know, most popular state for attendees. So it draws a lot from the West Coast draws a lot from the Midwest as well. So that's Shutterfest, April 2 through 4 in St. Louis, Missouri. Photography conferences and trade shows are very much alive. And I think 2024, 2025, 2026, we're going to see an upswing uh, in these events. We may even see some new faces, uh, some new events uh, pop up. We may see some events from the past come back to life. I feel like now people are starting to regroup and the desire to get together, to share ideas and to learn seems to be increasing. I find this very exciting. Uh, I wish all of these events uh, the best of luck. I hope they're successful. If any of you go to any of these events, I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can share your thoughts on our Facebook page. If you're an Inner Circle member, please share your thoughts on our Inner Circle site. You can just send me an email if you want as well. But if you plan to attend any of these shows, drop me a note ahead of time and maybe we could talk a little bit about 
some informal reporting. Five excellent shows, and there are many smaller regional ones going on as well. 2024, I think, is going to be the year where we start to get back to hanging out together, and I love it. Las Vegas criminalizes stopping for selfies on pedestrian bridges. <laughs> this article sort of blew my mind a little bit. Uh, you can read the entire post on petapixel.com. And I picked it because we are talking about traveling. One of our shows uh, is in Las Vegas that we discussed today, WPPI. And this article, just like, wow, listen to it and see what you think. On Tuesday, Las Vegas began enforcing a new ordinance that bans people from stopping, standing, or engaging in an activity that causes another person to stop on pedestrian bridges and up to 20 feet surrounding connected stairs, escalators, and elevators. Offenders who violate the measure could face a misdemeanor charge. If found guilty, they could face up to six months in jail or a $1,000 fine. Clark County officials in Nevada who voted unanimously to approve the measure earlier this month, say the ban is not intended to target people stopping to take selfies or tourists pausing to watch and take photos of street performers. Instead, Clark County officials claimed that the measure is intended to reduce crime and increase public safety by ensuring continuous flow of pedestrian traffic across the bridges. Quote, the pedestrian flow zone ordinance will help to ensure our world-class tourism destination remains a safe place for people to visit, end quote. Jennifer Cooper, Clark County's Chief Communications and Strategy Officer, says in a statement, Restrictions on the Las Vegas Strip will come two months after the Las Vegas Grand Prix, where pedestrians crowded on bridges to take photos of the event, and only six weeks before the Super Bowl in February, which is set to draw hundreds of thousands of people for those events. Now, part of the reason why this blows my mind is that I feel like there's a real judgment call in here. There's a lot of gray area because, you know, they're saying that it's not intended to target people stopping to take selfies or tourists pausing to watch and take photos of street performers, yet... The ban says stopping, standing, or engaging in an activity that caused another person to stop on pedestrian bridges. I'm guessing that my night photography that I do on pedestrian bridges was probably going to be no more. I hope I have very good shots from the past because I think photographers, you know, that are kind of setting up camp, so to speak, and I... I don't block other people's access on the bridges or anywhere else. I'm a pretty nimble guy. But I have a feeling, though, that I could be targeted uh, if someone says, hey, you know, we don't want you doing that. And I just feel like it's going to be one of those things where, you know, one officer is going to be fine with it. And the next officer uh, maybe is in a bad mood and is going to give the person a lot of trouble. So it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. It'll be interesting to see if it's really enforced at all. It just seems to me like a crazy thing. And whenever we start interfering with taking pictures in public, I always feel like that's a very slippery slope. 
Speaking of things to do and hanging out with other photographers, our Spring in Sedona Photography Workshop is coming up on April 16 through 19, 2024, where we're going to be working in the greater Sedona area. We'll be hanging out with each other at the same hotel, uh, having our breakfast together, having our lunches together, and just in general enjoying the great scenery and photo opportunity in northern Arizona and enjoying time with each other. If you're interested in joining us for this workshop, all you have to do is click on workshops on thedigitalstory.com or on thenimblephotographer.com or use the link in the show notes. I hope you can come out and join us. This is going to be a fabulous time in northern Arizona. should be beautiful. And we already have a great group of people signed up for this workshop. All right, let's take care of a little virtual camera club news. Let's start out with a nimble photographer newsletter. I mentioned it in the top story. It comes out every Thursday and it gives me an opportunity to talk about things that maybe I don't quite have space to talk about in the podcast or that happens after I've already recorded the podcast. Uh, a great example is the discussion I had in last week's newsletter about CES and the lack of photography announcements at the show. I wanted to cover it in the podcast, but I had too many other things to talk about. So there it is. It's in the newsletter. Or if there's a new development or something happens after I do the recording, then the newsletter is also a great place for that. It's free. It just shows up every week. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do. It's the Nimble Photographer Newsletter, and you can sign up via the link in the show notes or go to thenimblephotographer.com. There's a link there, and there's also a newsletter link on the digital story. I want to give a big shout out to our Inner Circle members, the folks that support this podcast a month in and month out, who have their own space, the Inner Circle space on Derek's Story Online, and who are also some of our most active members in terms of attending online and physical workshops. Uh, there's a lot of activity on our site right now, and I'm really looking forward to hanging out with some of our Inner Circle members in Sedona, Arizona. If you're interested in joining this great group of artists, all you have to do is click on the Patreon tile that's on all the pages of the digital story, nose around a bit, and hopefully you too will join us in 2024. And a big thanks to our Inner Circle members for supporting this community. And finally, a shout out to our friends at Red River Paper, longest running sponsor of the digital story. It's funny, when I was working on the story, uh, this week's podcast story, the lead story about trade shows and conferences, it made me think about some of the times where Drew and I were able to get together uh, at a trade show that we both happened to be attending. Uh, I would be there as press and he would be there as one of the vendors. And just to go and hang out and watch Red River Paper do their thing in their booth and then be able to compare notes afterwards. Just some really fantastic memories. And it just also made me think about how long uh, we've been working together. And, uh, you know, those kinds of partnerships 
in the world of business these days. And believe me, uh, I have worked for a lot of different people over the years. I have worked with a lot of different people over the years. And it's funny, as every year goes by, it seems like those relationships get shorter and shorter and shorter. Uh, what used to be maybe a two or three year gig, a lot of times now is a few months, a half a year, maybe a year at tops. So to have someone that I've been working with for years and years and years, that's really an exception uh, by today's standards. And uh, it's just uh, one of those things that I appreciate so much. They continue to evolve. They continue to do their thing. You know, we're evolving here. Uh, and a great example is our online printing workshops that we introduced last year that have been really popular. Red River Paper is just a staunch supporter of the digital story. And that kind of relationship just doesn't come around very often. And I hope our listeners will support them as well. They have a tile on every page of the digital story. Check it out. Go over there. See what's going on. Take a look at what they have to offer. There's so much information. And they also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash Red River Paper. And a big thanks to them for supporting this show. All right, it's going to do it for me this week. I hope you enjoyed our tour de force of the trade shows, working on more great stuff for next week. Until then, get out there, take some pictures, stay safe. See you next Tuesday. Bye-bye now. <laughs>